dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. Green and gold, the highs and lows of open access publications. Each time I receive an email telling me I have had a paper accepted to do a journal, I feel an absolutely enormous thrill of excitement and pleasure. As an early career researcher, I haven't written heaps and heaps of articles, but I've certainly got a few under my belt by now. All these articles are open access and therefore members of the public, as well as researchers, can read them. This means that healthcare professionals and people living with dementia and their families are able to get access to them. Not all NHS trusts or healthcare organisations can subscribe to every relevant journal. Most NHS trusts employ a teeny tiny number of speech and language therapists compared to the number of medics they employ. This means that paying for a speech and language therapy journal is likely to cost a lot for a small number of professionals to actually access. Similarly, a trust may feel that investing in cardiac journals, for example, is money better spent than investing in a dementia care journal. Yet making these journals available seems like such an obvious and effective way of translating research to practice. If the healthcare professional is unable to read what the latest research says, they certainly cannot change their practice. So no wonder we have this 15-year lag between research and clinical practice. Similarly, some of the people I actually work with, the patients and their families, ask me how to access information on the latest research in the field. I spend time telling them and directing them to sources such as research, sorry, rare dementia support. Other patients do their own detective work, and some seek out and do read the research evidence themselves. Yet there's no way they're actually going to purchase heaps of different papers to gather together this information. Paying for an individual article is not cheap, and an abstract really only can tell you so much. Some organisations, such as NICE or Cochrane, can provide access to summaries or syntheses. They aim to translate research evidence into a digestible format by making practice recommendations quite often. They can help professionals and families interpret the quality of research evidence and what this actually means in terms of the care they should be provided. Being able to understand and anticipate what to expect on a care pathway or in their own health care enables a person then to make informed decisions. Importantly, however, these recommendations may not be explicated and a reader may need to actually seek the source of a recommendation to understand the exact dosage, timing or procedures of of an intervention. Additionally, randomised controlled trials are often considered the gold standard And much of the research in less well-developed areas, such as dementia research, may and is omitted. So, whilst these types of summaries may be accessible, they do not necessarily support people to access the research itself. In short, making research articles open access from the get-go seems like a plain old no-brainer. Previously, when funded by my NIHR Doctoral Research Fellowship, I'd made provision for publishing around three to four articles during my PhD that would need open access costs covered. 
I included these estimated costs in my NIHR application and was able to pay for any journal costs as required. This is called the gold route to open access publication. Having finished my PhD, I realised that many of the journals I was targeting had a transformative agreement with the university I was employed at. In practical terms, this means that the university, I think, pays some sort of annual fee that covers most open access costs between the journal and the university. That's the way I understand it anyway. Alternatively, I was also able to ensure open access to articles by uploading manuscripts to a university repository. So an open access platform kind of hosting all the university's employees' publications. I believe this is what they call the green route to open access publication. Sadly, however, I recently experienced a frustrating setback in publishing an article. I checked out a journal with my library back in January this year and believing the university had a transformative agreement with the journal, I'd submitted a manuscript to them. The manuscript went through two rounds of reviewer edits before being accepted, seven months after submission, so in August. At this point, I checked again and realised that the transformative agreement had expired at the end of December of the previous year, about a month before I'd submitted my manuscript and just weeks before I checked the websites. Unfortunately, the journal only has a gold route, so despite checking with all available sources, I'm currently about on the brink of withdrawing my article from this journal. This means I have to start all over again with another journal. Now, not only do I feel like a bit of an idiot, but I also feel the loss of this possible open access publication. Every submitted manuscript requires heaps of work. And just having a piece of work accepted feels like a massive win, especially for a researcher from a small discipline like speech and language therapy working in this area of dementia. Having to withdraw a manuscript feels like a fail. But next time I will check and I'll check again. So wish me luck on my next attempt at submitting this manuscript. I'll let you know how I get on. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.